this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Hairspray. I couldn't find the tagline. This episode brought to you by Aquanet. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And we continue on John Waters month without, without Hot Lana. Yes. He has missed every opening, so every intro so far. Granted, the first one he was peeing. Yeah, well, that's what he gets. <laughs> Today he's watching Beetlejuice, so you can decide if he got the better end of the deal at the end. Yeah. But it's Hairspray today. Hairspray by John Waters. The 1988 Hairspray, not the other one. Yeah, not the one with John Travolta. Yeah. Which I don't know. I've never seen it, so maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I have also not seen it. I will say that I thought Hairspray was about a fat woman dancing, but not really what it's about. But we'll get into that. And you might be shocked and realize this movie takes place in Baltimore. What? I know. Yeah. But I mean, that makes sense because John Walter, John Waters. Jesus, I have a friend from college named John Walters, which is why he has so much trouble saying John Waters. <laughs> but John Waters loves Baltimore. So he does. He sets every movie there. And uh, it's the early 60s. Yeah, Daddy-O. Dig it. <laughs> Can you dig it? And uh, all the all the cool kids are into the uh, Corny Collins show. Yes, the Corny Collins show. I can never remember what the... What the First part was like crazy Collins is what I called him in my head. And uh it's it's like uh it's TikTok for the sixties. Yeah, it's just a bunch of kids dancing and listening to music. And doing like the same dance. Yeah. I re- I realized while watching this movie that TikTok was just soul trained for zoomers weird but okay I see it (laughs) yeah so they're all doing like the mashed potato or whatever the twist yeah and uh our protagonist is hurrying home after school to catch the uh show yes now here's the thing so if she gets out of school Mm -hmm. has to run home to, to, to catch the show as it airs. But there's a bunch of teenagers, presumably also in school, who are already there dancing before the show airs. How did they get there? Is she just lived like really far away from her school? And is the, is the, uh, is the uh, Courtney Collins show just close to these other people's school? What's going on there? It counts as credit. Oh, okay. It's PE credit. Yeah. From the dancing. <laughs> yes. Or home ec credit from the dancing. 
And uh, it wasn't square. Did you have to do square dancing in PE class? Uh, we did it when I was in like fourth grade or something. Yeah, we had we had it every year, like from like fourth through sixth grade. Uh, we only did it the one time. Oh no, we had like one, like a couple weeks of it, like for like three years. So you so. You're, you got a pretty solid Alaman left. I can I can promenade right <laughs> if I need to. Uh square dancing, how cool! I can honor my partner and honor my corner. That's good. In case anybody was curious, if, if this was a bunch of white Midwestern dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, we square dance yeah. as children. Sorry. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't help where I was born or what color I was born. It just so. just happened, guys. I'm not proud of it. No. But, yeah, I, I, I'm welcoming of all uh, geographical locations and skin colors. And geometrical dance styles. <laughs> yes, but only geometrical ones. Yeah. I, I only dance geometrically. <laughs> I can do the triangle and the circle. I could do a sick ass rhombus. <laughs> I did the chord once and the the tangent. Uh, so anyway, yeah, she wants to watch the Corny Collins show. Yep. And her uh her mom, who is divine, literally, like not not just not just an angelic being. Yeah. But literally someone named Divine. Yeah. Playing her. And it's the first time we've seen Divine. Yeah, I mean, I knew that Divine was like really big in John Waters's movies, but why we had not seen her yet, and I I found out why in the uh, the IMDb trivia. That's because uh, she died during the promo tour for this movie. So this was the last John Waters movie she did because he does not believe in necromancy, or at least isn't very good at it. True. True. And uh, she's not hip with all the the cool stuff the kids are into. Like a good parent. Yeah, and like her daughter's hairdo. Yeah. Which is not that outrageous, but it does have a lot of hairspray in it. Yeah. You know, like the title. Yes, I think every time you watch this movie, the ozone hole, the hole in the ozone layer gets bigger or reforms. I'm not sure if it's closed yet or not, but probably not. Probably not. I mean, like, why would we let anything get good again? <laughs> good things. Who needs some? We're America. We don't need good things. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's usually what yes, yeah means, Chris. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, her friend's there with her. Penny uh, or something? Penny, Penny, Peggy, Pauline. Yeah. Poundstone. Paula Poundstone's there. Yes. <laughs> with a suit jacket and a tie, as I recall. <laughs> yes, doing, we're doing wait, wait, don't tell me. And uh, they're having a good old time dancing around. And they come up with a plan because the 
the Corny Collins show is going to be live from the VFW the next night. Yeah, they're doing some kind of hop or something. Oh, and there's some kind of contest for the show for like the Miss Auto Show 1963 or whatever. And whichever woman dancer gets the uh, most votes is going to be the uh, the Miss Auto Show 1963. So uh, there is a character uh, played by Vitamin P who uh, wants to be that that girl. Yeah. And Debbie Harry and Sonny Bono are her parents. Mm-hmm. And they're all terrible people. Yeah. And Divine and Jerry Stiller are Ricky Lake's parents in real life. And they're not and they're not terrible. No. I mean Jerry Stiller owns a joke store, like a literal like fake poo store. Yeah, like water like water squirting flower uh whoopee cushion store. Yeah. So they uh they head to the VFW to check it all out. The VFW turns away some folks though. Because they have the wrong color skin. Yeah. Because uh Negro Night is the last Thursday of every month. Yeah. On on the uh Corny Collins show. So that happens. Yes, because it's the 60s. Yep. And also because if some people had their way, it's the 2020s. So uh, they head in, and uh, Ricky Lake decides that she's going to bust out her sick dance moves. Yeah, they do some kind of weird line dance that I don't know at all. It definitely was not the bus stop. They do a series of weird line dances. That's like... 40% 40% of this movie is weird 60s line dancing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they, she, they, but then they pair off to do like, uh, like a best dancer contest. Yeah, and they bring in a special guest judge, Motormouth Mabel. Yeah. Who she's, who is, uh, who is black, which yeah. I thought was great. Like, oh no, we can't have black people in here dancing but we can have a black woman in here judging yeah i I don't i don't get it it was the 60s yeah racism has never made sense to me and it still continues not to (laughs) that's probably for the best yeah i i like to think so (laughs) and so at least and she's uh she's kicking out people who aren't up to snuff which Pretty early on includes Paula Poundstone and the guy that she was dancing with. Yeah. And Paula Poundstone is always like chewing on what appears to be like a jawbreaker or an atomic fireball. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is all about, but she is. And uh, it, it's down to Ricky Lake, who is dancing uh, with Vitamin P's boyfriend. I think the the guy she's going steady with, at least. No, no, I, I think it's a different guy. At this one. At this one. Okay. Yes. And uh, she makes like the final the final cut. Yeah. And they're so impressed with her sick ass well, dance wins. moves. She wins the contest. 
Well, they they there was like some amount of them left at the end. No, but I think they no they they denounced her the winner though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like it over vitamin P and vitamin P was not happy. Yeah. And they invite her to try out for the council. Yeah, which is what they call the group of dancers. Yeah, which is very weird and Illuminati-ish. Yes. Join yeah, our shadowy try. cabal of teenage <laughs> dancers. <laughs> but there's no triangles involved, so it wasn't actually the Illuminati. No pyramids. And she's all like, hell yeah, I'll try out for the fucking council. I've always wanted to be part of the shadow government. <laughs> so they, uh... She too, she too wants to kill and eat babies. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, just, I am not a follower of QAnon. I'm making a joke, just so everyone knows. I just like protein. Yeah, Chris will get his protein any way he can. Which explains a lot of his life choices. Yeah. Babies are a renewable resource. <laughs> so they have... Uh, Among other sources of protein Chris has consumed. Well, you gotta make it weird, man. I'm over here just talking about eating babies, and you gotta make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they have three people who... Uh, they're interviewing for the council. Mm-hmm. There's her friend, Vitamin P, right? No, Paula Poundstone. Oh, Paula Poundstone, yes. The other P. Um, yeah, Paula Poundstone, and they ask her questions, and she gives really dumb answers because she's really dumb. Yeah. Then there's a black woman who they ask really weird questions to that, you know, and obviously are racist. Yeah, well, and it's definitely uh, heavily implied that she is the right candidate. Yeah, yeah, like if you if you weren't racist, you'd be like, why wouldn't they not choose her? Yeah, she's well-spoken, she's hot, she can yeah, dance. She, yep. Well, what else do you need to be uh, a teenage dancer girl? Yeah, apparently white, white skin, Chris. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then Ricky Lake gets up there and they ask her a bunch of questions, but then like vitamin key P keeps like, but she's fat, but you know, she's fat. She's overweight. She's fat. Like, but she's fat and she's fat and fat and fat, fat, fat. And they're all like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. And they're like, but we kicked out that other girl because of her appearance. Why can't we kick out this one? <laughs> Yeah, when and uh, Corny Corny Collins himself tells her to fuck off. Yeah, he's like, and you're 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 not you're you're not gonna be in tonight's show, and she's like, but I was gonna lead the ladies' choice. He's like, well, we'll find someone else because you were a douchebag. Yeah, I'm sorry, you were the wrong kind of douchebag. Yeah. So she uh. Very upset, takes off. They vote in Ricky Lake as the new member of the council. Yes. Presumably in some sort of robed ceremony. Yes, where she had to drink the uh, the blood of her sisters. Or Boone's Farm. Ugh, give me the blood. That's a pitch-perfect joke. And uh, so she 
gets to to lead the lady's choice dance or whatever. Yep. And she chooses vitamin P's boyfriend. Yeah. And she's watching from home. And her parents are like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You're still going to... Whatever the hell they think she's going to do. Become Miss Auto Show 1963. Yeah. And uh, everybody's loving Ricky Lake. Her parents... Her friend gets her parents, old Paula Poundstone... So they can watch her on the TV as she's now a member of the council. Yes. And they get really excited about their daughter being on TV. Yeah. Oh, and they start getting phone calls almost immediately from people who are like, I saw your kid on the TV. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then, like, apparently you send in telegrams to request things on the show. So they have, like, a a teletype machine that will just suddenly start spitting out paper and they'll tear it off and bring it over to crazy Cam Collins or whatever the fuck his name is. Corny and, Collins. Uh, corny, corny Collins. And uh, he'll like, oh, and it's like so-and-so's requested that, you know, Ricky like dance to this song or whatever. That that she gets the choice. Yeah, the lady's choice. Yeah. Also, Mick Stoll is the one who is like the producer, I guess. Yeah, and she holds up the signs that say things like applause and are you wearing falsies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Ricky Lake also, though, gets a sponsorship at whatever Weird Al's Fat Girl store. I forget what it's called. Yeah. But I mean, it's a plus size woman's clothing emporium of some kind. Yeah. And so at one point, like, and I forget what it's called, but like, oh, heavy, is it heavy something? But like the, so Mink Stoll like holds up this sign towards Ricky Lake and it's got something semi-offensive on it about being fat. Hefty hideaway. Yeah, hefty hideaway. And so like just says hefty hideaway on it and she points like at Ricky Lake and points off to the screen. I was like, she telling like the fat girl to like, get off the screen so you can't see her and then no then it cuts to like there's like an in-studio commercial with uh the dude who runs the hefty hideaway like selling his stuff and she's modeling the clothes yeah i was like oh okay like i thought they were like get off the stage fatty is what i thought that sign meant at first and i was like okay i guess they're not as terrible as i thought they were it was just an ad read Yep. <laughs> that would have been a good segue if we had sponsors. Yes. Oh, but well. We don't. Except our lovely I, patrons. Yes. And you're awesome. And I guess, you know what you should do? If, yes, listeners. This, this episode is brought to you by Christian LeBlanc, who does wonderful 3D, uh, not transformations, but 3D uh, transformations of photos. Uh and uh, you can find him on Patreon. I don't have his Patreon address handy, but I think if you search for Christian LeBlanc, you will find it. And you should follow his page. You should back his Patreon as well. Because every week you get fun 3D photos in your email. Nice. 
There we go. And, uh, I don't know what Dummy Act does, so I can't I can't help her. Yeah. And Mr. Green is Mr. Green. He does all the things. He does. By supporting us, you support him? Yeah. I mean, not really, but... It's a community. Know, we su- but we do support you, Mr. Green. Emotion- uh, you know, spiritually, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, back to the dance. So, uh, everybody loves Ricky Lake. She's the, the new hotness. Yes. She dyes her hair blonde. Yeah. For maximum effectiveness at dancing. Appar- so, according to IMDb trivia, there was a scene cut where she broke into Vitamin P's room and ripped shit up and dyed her hair blonde. But that was cut. And that is why her hair is blonde in the rest of the movie. I often break into people's homes and rip shit up while dyeing my hair. <laughs> well, I mean, Brett's complained about it a number of times, Chris. Yeah, I should probably stop buying felonious fucking burglary branded hair dye since that is the first <laughs> step on it. <laughs> first step, break into someone's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> commit a B&E. All right, that seems incredibly unnecessary to dye my hair, but you're the box. Yeah. <laughs> I always follow directions. Yeah. Step three, profit. <laughs> yep. So, uh, she's starting to embrace her newfound fame with, with the new hairstyle and all. However, you know, who's not embracing her style, Chris? School. School. Some dude can't see around her hair in class, so the teacher's like, we told you to to fix your hair, but you didn't do it, so now you gotta go to the principal's office. Yeah, it's a real hair don't. That's a sick-ass yeah. sick joke. Sick burn! Yeah, I didn't make that. It was in the movie, just for the record. It was, it was 100p in the movie. Yeah, I'm not funny, but I'm not funny in my own way. Yeah, Exactly. I think that goes for all of us, Chris. So she gets uh, sent to the principal where he's going to put her into special ed. And she's like, special ed? That's where you put the... And they say the R word because it's the 1980s. Well, it's the 1960s. Well, yes, but it's both. Yeah. (laughs) And people use that word in both time periods. And then she's like... And also, like, the, the... where you where you hold back the black people? <laughs> yeah, like oh shit! <laughs> oh, Ricky Lake's spitting truth. Yeah, because if you didn't know this about the movie, it's about racism. Yeah, it's super subtle in the way that it's not at all subtle. Not not in the least, and it's messages racism bad. Yeah, it's it's incredibly explicit. Yes, and uh, yeah, so she ends up in the special ed. And where she instantly makes friends with people. Cause, yeah. You know, because they're all nice people and she's a nice person, too. Yeah, it's it's either people with big hair or black kids. Black yeah, yeah, like there's no I don't even see any developmentally delayed individuals in this class. It seems to be primarily kids with big hair and the black kids. 
<laughs> yep. And uh, it's PE time. Yep. Because they're going to play dodgeball. Against the norms. Yeah. And uh, we see that Vitamin P and her boyfriend are having a spat on account of he got picked for the the ladies' choice dance. And he and he seemed to not hate every minute of dancing with Ricky Lake. Yeah, and he's like, you're being a real child about all this. Like, what? Uh, it's kind of my job at this point. I'm there on the TV. Yeah. I can't yeah. just be like, no. And she chose me. So, like, what am I supposed to be like? Oh, no, you chose me, but I can't accept the lady's choice. That's not how that works. Yeah. It's just I mean, were... the ghost of Sadie Hawkins would have haunted him for years if that had happened. That's true. Nobody wants that. Nope. So they uh, they have a dodgeball game. Which where, is the uh, weirdest fucking dodgeball game I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I've never played the version of dodgeball where you encircle the other team. And then the dodgeball is like four times bigger than any dodgeball I've ever seen. It's like a goddamn and, beach ball. And if you attempt to catch it, you're fine. Even if it like bounces out of your hands or whatever. Yeah. The rules were unclear. Let's say that. Yeah. Like, cause you know, like when we play dodgeball, if you caught the ball, like one of your team members could come back in something. If you used, uh, if you were holding a ball and used it to deflect a ball, then that ball couldn't get you out. Things like that. But never had the well. As long as you made an effort, you're not yeah, out. Yeah, good effort. You're you're in. Yeah, and people complain about participation trophies now. Yeah, they they didn't even think about what happened in the 1960s via 1988. Yeah, just know. Well, yeah, you tried to catch the ball. You're fine. And this is when we learned that uh, her friend Paula, Paula Poundstone is sweet on seahorse. Seaweed, I thought. Well, I, probably, but I'm calling him Seahorse. Fair enough. And that also happens to be uh, Motormouth Mabel's son. Yeah. And uh, pretty much him, him and Paula Poundstone get on immediately. They're making eyes at each other and all that fun stuff. Yes. And she's wearing a bright scarlet pea because she's being punished for hanging out with her friend too late. Yeah, or going to the VFW hall. That was before the VFW, VFW hall. Yeah, her parents are not cool. No, they are not hoopy fruits, that is for certain. And uh, Ricky Lake ends up getting whacked right in the head with the world's biggest dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> she got knocked the fuck out. She did. And then she uh she comes to and starts going steady with the one guy. Yes. And Vibin P is not happy about this. No, she's very upset. And so Ricky like her steady. Oh, so like, but that eve that night on the show, like she keeps flashing her hand towards the camera as much as possible so to see that she's wearing a I'm going steady ring. Yeah, that was the thing, right? 
Yeah. Because, like, how many rings do you have to buy someone back then? Like, there's the friendship ring, the going steady ring, the engagement ring, the wedding ring, the I'm sorry, you caught me cheating ring. I really like dude's ring. Like, it's a lot of how rings. How many rings did you have to buy? It's a lot of rings. I mean, I guess you only could, you max out at eight, I guess, unless you're doubling up. Yeah. That seems. Yeah, I mean, you could get caught cheating multiple times, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's basically taunting. Vitamin P. Yeah. And then they decide to go to the black part of Baltimore to learn some dances. Yeah, they're going to head over there after school to meet up with Seahorse at his mom's uh, like record store. Yeah. Because Seahorse has never seen a white girl groove like that. That's right. And so they get there and they just wander in. Everyone's like, hey, and they're all doing like some version of like the funky chicken. Yeah, some kind of chicken based dance. They call it the bird, but it's basically the funky chicken. It's not the chicken dance, though. That's too that's way too white. Oh, yeah, that's too white even for me. Uh, my wife refuses to do the chicken dance at weddings. Good. It's good. <laughs> Respect. Just straight up refuses. Yeah. And we, it was banned from our wedding, so there was no chicken dance at our wedding. That's fair. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they're learning some new dances. There's that one. There's one called... Oh, what was it? I was I can't remember. There's a couple other ones they learned. It was the implied one. sexy dance. I forget the name of it. Yeah. And uh but but her mom saw Paula Poundstone. Fight Paula Poundstone get on the bus. Yeah. With Ricky Lake and Seahorse. And so she has a taxi follow that bus and pays him off and then goes walking through the black part of uh Baltimore. And some dude comes up and asks for a change, you know, so he can get some more liquor. And she, like, acts like he pulled a fucking gun on her and was holding it to her head. And, like, is screaming and, like, hands him her, like, her entire wallet. Like, here, just take everything. And, like, all the people just sitting, like, like sitting around, like, on the sidewalk or, like, in the yard or whatever. Their stoops just are fucking losing it because this woman is having a fucking nervous breakdown because a black guy asked her for change. Yeah. And he takes some money out and gives the rest of it back to her. Like he just takes like a couple bucks out and then gives her everything back. And she's like running down the sidewalk and like everyone's just laughing at her because she's acting like a fucking lunatic. And then she sees a cop car. And so she runs over the cop car and is like, officer, officer. And then he turns around, he turns and he's black. He's like, how can I help you, ma'am? And she just screams and <laughs> runs off. Yeah, it's fucking, it's funny. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. And then she finally makes it to Motormouth Mabel's record shop. Yeah, and she can't believe what she's seeing. Which is. Like, three white people just hanging out with a bunch of black people. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. How atrocious. Because it's no big deal. Yeah. And she uh, rescues her daughter from that 
horrid situation of enjoying yourself in your leisure time. Oh, no. Yeah. Does she, like, pull a knife or something? Yeah. She has... She defends herself as she enters a record store. And they all just, like, laugh at her, like, when she pulls a knife to protect herself. (laughs) Yeah, they're just like, like, what "What the the fuck are you doing? (laughs) The fucking record store. Yeah, because, you know, know, afterwards they were like, man, white people be crazy. Fair enough. I was saying that while I watched it. (laughs) They're probably like, we thought she was holding us up with that knife. But they get invited to a dance at a, like, black community hall. Yeah. Well, first, and uh, and we meet up with, uh, Seahorse's sister. Oh, yeah. Little, uh, Anna or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Anna works. Because it, 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 the next day is, uh, bring your younger siblings to, to, um, Corny Corny Collins day. Yeah. Where all the kids can come and twist and their tail feathers, whatnot. And so uh, they decide they're going to bring Seahorse's little sister, so she can get her groove on. Yeah. But there's an issue. Yeah, the issue being that it is not the last Thursday of the month, which is Negro Night. Yeah. And they're like. Just fucking let her in like she's a kid. Like, come on. Yeah, like, security go- stops her. They cause a scene, rightfully so. Yeah. And they start protesting, you know, segregation never, integration now. Yeah. Security goes in and tells uh old Corny Collins, and Corny Collins is like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let the Just kid let in. in. What why did you even come in here? Let the goddamn yeah. kid in. And he's like, What well, station management said that we're like, he's like for fuck's sake. And then, like, the station management guy shows up, and he, like, fucking across between um, Chris Farley's Down by a River character and, uh, I don't know, the, the heavyset guy from Wings. Do you remember him? Yes. Ron? Ron, I think his name was. I do remember. Yeah. That's kind of what, that's kind of what that character reminded me of was the cross between those two also and divine like, yeah well yes I it is divine the credits though it is played by yeah he is played by divine i did not realize that until the credits um, and, and, and he's so, yeah and so, he's just like oh, no can't have yeah. integration yeah. yeah if you let her in then you're gonna lose your show and corny collins is like well okay then yeah and then um Ricky Lake hears about it. Yeah. So she heads she out to Joy it in. Yeah. Because she's like, well, if I have this platform, I'm going to use it to help people. Yeah. Instead of just make myself auto queen 1963. But then the cops show up, so they all take off. Yep. And head to the dance. Yep. Where... I think the 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 intro dance to that scene is basically just a really slow twerk. Yeah. Which I was like, for the 80s, that was kind of racy. A little bit. 
And for the 60s, it was definitely racy. But they get there, and they have some dude sings a song to sought somebody. Yeah. And then the they head out, Ricky Lake and her beau, and Paul Poundstone and Seahorse head out, and they're making out in an alleyway like yep. you do. Yep. And then, uh, and, a, and a, like a homeless man walks by singing better than the dude in the, in the, the community center singing really. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. Cause, cause the guy singing in the center, like the actor was like legit a singer. Like that was like, he was just a singer probably. I don't know if he was from new Orleans or not. That's what the character was, but the guy, the, the guy who was just walking down the street was just an actor. But I actually liked his voice better. Yeah, he was he was definitely a better singer, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, but then um, Jerry Stiller and Divine show up in a car. Yeah, to because they haven't seen Ricky Lake since she ran off from the what you call it protest earlier. Yeah. So they're trying to get her in the car to figure out what the hell's even going on with all that noise. And they just keep trying to lose them because they don't want to go back home. They want to hook up. Yeah, and that's when they start knocking on doors to try to find sanctuary and get let in by the beatniks. Yeah, because everyone else opens up a door and they see like it's a bunch of white people and a black person. And they're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Not getting in this one. Yep, th- this is just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> But the beatniks let him in. Yep. And uh, they find out that she, the the beatnik lady, irons her hair. That's why it's so straight. Yeah. And she invites them all to get nude and smoke reefers. Yes. And they're like, if drug, like if you smoke drugs, you'll get addicted and run off. Yeah. While she quotes a uh, fucking howl at him, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, the, and there was a guy there who was painting and then put, just put his head through the painting for no fucking reason. Once oh, he, he heard there was going to be a reefer. Reefer and nudity? Smash that painting, he says. Yeah. <laughs> so they get the hell out of there because, I don't know, reefer, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Paul Poundstone's parents show up <laughs> with a new friend in tow. <laughs> John Waters himself. Yep, the psychiatric doctor. You can tell he's a psychiatric doctor because he's got a goddamn fucking hypno disc with him. <laughs> yep. He keeps pointing at her, whether she's looking at it or not. Like it has any? Like it's supposed to have any kind of effect? Yeah, and they put a straitjacket on her because she's got a bad case of. Not being a racist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A bad it, case of jungle fever. Yes. That's the worst term for it, right? That's probably probably not the best, but... <laughs> yeah. And they drag her off, much to the dismay of everyone else. Even Divine and Jerry Stiller are like, man, what's up with that? That seems a little excessive. <laughs> yeah. And so she is now uh, locked up at her house, I believe. 
Yeah, I thought it was like an institution at first, but it turns out it was her house. Yeah, they put like a there's there's bars on the window. They have like a literal prison door on her bedroom doorway yeah. now. And John Waters is treating her with hypnotherapy and shock treatments. Yeah, yeah he like say something that he thinks that she should react negatively to and then shocks her like Negroes. Zot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. So, uh, what else is there? So later on, they're, uh, they're having a big to do at the amusement park the next day. Yes. Yes. At the tilted meadows or whatever. Yeah. And it's, Corny Collins live. Yeah. And uh, there's an organized protest that's going to go down because they won't let any of the the black guys in. But there's also a counter protest by a bunch of racists with like uh, Confederate battle flags. Yeah. And And nooses. And nooses. Yes. Super subtle. Mm -hmm. So glad nothing like that happens anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because racism's over. Yeah. We fixed it, guys. We did it. We won. Yay. Oh, fuck. And, uh, so there's a protest going on. At this point, vitamin, uh, yeah, vitamin P and Ricky Lake are like neck and neck for the uh, auto show contest at this point. Yeah, Ricky and, Lake is is edged out. She's ahead. Yeah, and so they're gonna have like a dance contest where each of them introduces a new dance, and that's going to help determine who the winner is. Yeah, and it's exactly as lame as it sounds. Yes, and her and Vitamin P's dance that she introduces is the Limbo Rock. Yeah. Speaking of things you did in PE class in elementary school. Yeah. It's limboing. Yes. It, and not rocking at all. No. Although you may have also done it on roller skates. I never did it on roller skates. Uh, we had we had, we had a roller skating uh, thing every year in PE too. And so you would have the limbo till low you could go underneath of it. I lack the coordination for roller skating. Really? Well, when I was that young. Oh. No, we would go roller skating. Like, someone, for some reason, like, every year, someone I knew would have, like, a party at the roller rink. So I would, like, end up roller skating at some point every year. I mean, I can't, like, skate backwards or anything like that, but... I could roller skate, but there was no way I was limboing on roller skates. Oh, no, no, you just squat down. You don't bend backwards. Oh. And sometimes if you put your, you put like your one foot out to the side, you can squat lower. I played video games at the roller rink normally. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and other news, we're white. <laughs> yeah. In case the square dance thing from earlier didn't tip you off. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but the limbo contest gets a little weird because, like, 
Ricky Lake's boyfriend is on one side of the bar, and I think Vitamin P's new boyfriend is on the other side of the bar. So they each keep trying to rig it for the other girl, and eventually Vitamin P wins. Yeah. And then, uh, but it's Ricky Lake's turn. Right. And right as she is going to introduce a dance, one of the counter-protesters, a.k.a. the racists, lights off a bunch of firecrackers and throws them in among the black people protesting. And it causes, like, a, a riot in the sense that, like, Everyone's just trying to get the fuck away from the firecrackers, not like burn this shit down kind of riot. Yeah. And the whole time, like they keep cutting to this interview with vitamin P's parents when they're talking about how they are pro segregation and segregation now and integration never and blah, blah, blah. And then when all these black people come pouring through the turnstiles of the music park, because someone's literally trying to blow them up is what it seems like to them. And, and, then like then they sound like oh there's a race riot like a race riot <laughs> and like the white people just blow it way the fuck out of proportion yeah yeah and then they're like and then the what TV producer guy is like just shut it down just shut it down <laughs> and a uh, seahorse shows up and gets beaten by the cops yeah like. Really, like for like no goddamn reason. No, no, other, just other than he was black. Yeah, and uh, Ricky Lake tries to stop it all, but she just gets carted off. Yeah, she gets arrested as well. But oddly enough, he doesn't get arrested; just beaten. Right. Weird. Well, they didn't have anything to, they didn't have anything to charge him with. So she is now locked up in uh, juveniles. Montrose Ref- Girls Reform Center? That sounds right. And uh, beating up Seahorse heads over to Paula Poundstones to bust her out. Yeah. And he got like a pair of bolt cutters. Yeah. And busts his way in. Gets caught by her mom hiding under the bed. Yeah. Because he laughs or something at something she says. Yeah. And then they escape. And she, like, loses all of her shit because, oh my god, there's a black man in her house. Yeah. And, uh, so they run off. And, yes, and disguise themselves. As nuns. Yes. Which is funny. Yep. Uh, Vitamin P's parents have come up with a plan. It's not a good plan, or even a plan you can follow, but it is a plan. It is not, it's not. It's a nonsensical plan, yes. They're going to hide a bomb, like a literal like alarm clock dynamite cartoon-ass bomb. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in her giant hair. Her and, fake hair. In her giant fake hair because they're going to explode the auto show if their daughter doesn't win. Right. And then they're going full Karen. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what the end game of that is. But well, if their daughter can't have it, no one can. I guess burn the whole thing down, I suppose. Take that auto show. Yeah, go full Seth Rollins on it. 
And uh, poor what's your head is locked up. Yep. Although there is a there, and it's like her and a bunch of black women. Yeah. And one of them is ironing her hair for her. Yeah. Because she's changing up her look. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, everybody is all in now on Free and Ricky Lake. There are yeah, protests protesting. everywhere. And uh, the governor doesn't know shit about what's going on because he's why the, does governor. the governor. Care? Yeah. yeah. It's... And, and he but... w- he was at the ribbon cutting ceremony at the auto show. Yes. And there's like a protest, and, he, and he's like, "Huh, that's weird." And then he drives off and goes he home. His ha- he goes home, and there's a protest outside of his house. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" No cops. Really? No cops. Get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah, like if the press is here, do not have the cops here. Bad optics. Bad optics. Yep. And he's yeah, he actually's like, I hope the press isn't here. And then like as soon as he opens the door, like a mic pops in the door and starts <laughs> asking him someone's asking him questions. He's like, fuck. And then uh uh Motormouth Mabel and Anna handcuff themselves to him. Yep. Because they and, want her freedom. Yes. And then they just start kissing the governor on the cheek until they get their way. Yeah, again, not 100% sure what the plan is exactly. I guess embarrass him into compliance. Yeah, I mean, I guess getting kissed by black people might bother him. I, yeah, I'm, and his wife's watching? I, it's, it's all really confusing. I mean, getting kissed by like a ten-year-old girl would would definitely be uh, not something I want have happen. But like, I was like, okay, I guess this is happening. And then finally, he like calls up and tells them to let Ricky Lake go. And in the meantime, though, at the auto show, back meanwhile, back at the auto show of justice, the uh, station manager is getting ready to announce the winner. Of the uh, competition, which was done by popular vote. Yes. And he was like, technically, which is how you know things are about to get fucked. Well, it's, yeah, technically the winner is, like, and that's the best kind of winner. Yeah. And it's Ricky Lake, and everybody's like, yeah! And he's like, but she's locked up, so fuck her. The winner is Vitamin P. And everyone's like, boo! Yeah, and they put her in a tiny three-wheeled vehicle and make her drive around in a circle. It was hilarious to me. I can't explain to you why. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous looking. Like I was, it was ridiculous, and it made me laugh. But I was like, "What is that even?" It's got like a bubble dome over the fucking driver's seat on it. Like it's. I mean, it, if it had seventeen more cup holders, it would have been that car that fucking Homer Simpson designed. Yeah. And the thing is, like, power wheel sized. Like, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and she's all, like, crammed into this thing, got the wheel kicked all the way, driving in a circle and just waving at people, like, princess style. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then she gives her a speech about how she's very excited that she was the winner. And, uh, meanwhile, everybody is just like, boo, fuck you. You suck. But Ricky Lake's got busted out. And uh, she has a dance number all the way from the girls' reformatory to the auto show. 
and it's called the bug. And yeah. you dance like there are bugs in your clothes, and you're either trying to squish them or get them out or shake them out or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, Vitamin P oh, the roach. did her victory dance, which was yeah. a disrespectful dance number about how uh, Ricky Lake has got roaches in her hair. Yeah. Which apparently also references a scene that was cut. Yeah. But, I mean, she did say, oh, yeah, because, like, Vitamin P kept trying to spread horrible rumors about Ricky Lake in school, like that she was... <laughs> Naked she in roaches. a car. Yeah, like... She was adopted. She had roaches in her hair. Uh, I on birth control, baby was one of them. Yeah, like anything she could think of to like try to ruin this girl's reputation. And so, like she had, she did the roach, which was like stop, like a like where you step and you turn your ankle, like you're you know, like you're putting out a cigarette butt on the ground. Yeah, but you're grinding roaches into the ground. Yes. And then to torment uh, Vitamin P, Ricky Lake introduces the bug, where you dance like you got bugs in your clothes. Yeah, but which you is, do it in a way that looks cool. Yeah, which is a much more freeform dance number than the other ones. Yes. The guy, well, the one guy unzips his fly and reaches in through his open fly and gets the bugs. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh man, where where are we going with? Okay, I see what you're doing now. <laughs> I wasn't sure where this was going to end up at first, but I get it now. Yeah, it's a PG. He can't whip his dick out, I don't think. And, uh... Yeah, there's multiple dance numbers solidifying her victory. Uh, Corky Collins says, to hell with it, we're integrated now. Yeah, uh, Anna grabs uh, Vitamin P's crown, or tiara, and puts it on uh, Ricky Lake's head. Um, uh, oh, her parents' bob goes off. Blows her hair off, blows Debbie Harry's hair off, and it lands on Vitamin P's head. But then her Debbie Harry and Sonny Bono are all scorched from bomb, and they get arrested. Yeah, which, you know, they did try to blow things up, so that is totally fine. Yeah, makes sense. And, uh, yep, the, everything is right with the world now. Everything is awesome. Or at the very least, this particular small part of Baltimore. Yeah. Until, I mean, inevitably that Corky Collins gets his fucking show shut down because the station manager was pretty clear that he was going to fire his ass. Yeah. But that's fine, because he did the right thing. That's right. And that's uh, pretty much Hairspray. Yeah. So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I like Hairspray. I think it is, uh, it's pretty good. I think it's a good median. It's a good intersection between the, like, older, wilder John Waters and the newer, friendlier John Waters. He's definitely much more explicit in what he's trying to convey in this, just because it's about racism. Yes, he has a heavy hand in this one. But that's fine. And even though the subject matter is not fun, it's not light, but it's it's still a good watch. Like It's clear what the message is, but it's not preachy. 
which is always nice. I think it's probably a little better than Crybaby in my book. I think it's a better movie overall than Crybaby was. Just seems like everybody was having a little more fun. It's nice to see Divine for the first time. At least on this podcast. Mink Stole is there, which is always fun. I do enjoy me some Mink Stole. But yeah, it was it's good. It's good movie. Oh, and Chris Furr's murder. Diddly Erdler. Oh. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, when referencing Mink Stole. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Hell, I think you should probably just watch whatever you want to from John Waters, but. <laughs> I think this is pretty good. I am now nominally curious what the remake's like. But probably not curious enough to burn 90 minutes on finding out. What do you say, Troy? I liked it. Um, I found myself getting emotional about it because apparently racism makes me more emotional these days than it used to. Um, I'm not sure why, but I'm I'm happy to embrace that. So this movie kind of pushed my buttons a bit. Uh, I was glad that uh, it had a happy ending. Um but yeah, I, I like this better than Crybaby. I also agree that's a better movie, although it actually seemed like have a softer edge than Crybaby did. I don't know if that's if Chris would agree with me there, but it might just be a function of the fact that it's a PG movie and not like PG thirteen or R, uh, like the rest of his are. Um, but yeah, no, I like this a lot. I am very happy I watched it. Uh, happy that I just decided to buy it for six bucks instead of rent it for three on Amazon so I can watch it again later. Uh, so yeah, I would say watch it. It's, it's highly enjoyable. So what are we watching next week, Chris? We are going to watch desperate living. And Hotlanta has said that if he does not watch this movie, he's going to quit the podcast. So, uh, I would expect to see him next episode or just never again. Yeah. And we're finally into the uh, the older John Waters, the more saucy John Waters. One might say wild. You could say that. I have not seen it. I can only guess, but wild seems to be a decent guess. So what if other people, whatever they want to do? <laughs> well, they could do. Otherwise, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at slaughterprince, which is slaughterprincess with, the, with no vowels in princess. They could reach out to us on Facebook, where we will actually respond. Uh, as And we are Slaughterhouse Princess there, shockingly enough. Um, they could go to our subreddit, r slash podcast, Or they could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Where we also will respond, and where Mister Green's been doing a couple movie reviews lately on our gen- our, our general channel. So, uh, yeah, if you want to find out what other listeners have been watching, you can go there. Otherwise, you can listen to us at pretty much any podcast aggregator anywhere on the internet. So, I'm not going to list all of them. You could listen to us on your smart speaker though by saying your smart smart speaker's name and telling them to play Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, you can also support us financially by going to store.slarsprincess.com or patreon.slarsprincess.com. 
And unfortunately, patreon.christianleblanc.com does not work to get you to his Patreon. Yeah. Well, he can fix that. Sorry. Yeah, get on that, Christian. You slacker. So come back next time for Desperate Living. And what other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Be like hauling genies around. <laughs>